0: What's up? Rose here. I'm the creator of the Greenlands and this table reading podcast. At least 2020 is almost over. I hope you're all doing okay. And I wanted to say thank you so much for your kind support over the year. It's been absolutely delightful. We've had to take Sisters of the Middle Sun off Podbean because we ran out of space. These episodes are archived on YouTube if you want to listen to them again. We're currently working on how to store them better. If you have any suggestions, please send them over. Currently, The Night's Erratic is the only one on our podcast platforms, but that will be changing soon. We have a new section coming to our website called Lore. This section is about the lore of the world of the Greenlands, its history and its events. It will be gradually added to as we go along. For this episode of so The Night nice, Erratic Table Reading I want to thank our incredible cast Crispin Holland, Sam Parry, Helen Vary, Linda Dutton, David McCran, Andrew Veal, James Hare, Zoe Cunningham and Alex Gardner. See you all in the Greenlands.
1: <laughs> Exterior. Edrald's Cottage. Morning. Morag and Quinn are already on horseback and Adamant is carefully mounting with his sore upper arm. His jerkin is back on so we can't see the bandage. Edrold is hovering nearby anxiously whilst holding a brown old book.
2: Can you manage? Oh yes, thanks. It's only a sore arm, not a leg. Well, you spare that arm, give it a chance to heal. I will, Edrold, and thank you for your healing work. You're more than welcome, Syrah. He holds up the book. Now who will carry this to Mother Euphemia at the convent of the Sisters of the Middle Sun?
1: Morag leans down and takes it from him, depositing it in his saddlebag.
2: I will, Edinald. Then I must warn you, Morag, that this book is very old and extremely powerful. Anyone who attempts to read it without the knowledge will receive its curse. Whoa. This is serious, my son. None of you are trained in the arts of necromancy, There are many evil spirits waiting to return to the Greenlands, and this book can be a portal for them.
1: Morag tightens his reins, turns his horse's head away, and looks back.
3: Don't worry, Ederald. I'd rather count the leaves on a tree than those in a book. Books have no interest for me. Believe it. Thanks again.
1: The other squires start to walk their horses away.
3: Thanks, Thanks, Ederald.
4: Goodbye.
1: Exterior track between fields, morning. The squires are walking with their horses slowly along while talking. Borag is a little ahead of the other two.
3: Come on, you two. There's just two days' ride between here and the convent, if you get to move on. Ah.
4: But we have a delicate invalid who has need of a litter.
2: Preferably carried by the sort of unearthly, beautiful handmaidens one reads of in books?
4: Well, yeah. Only trouble is that you don't read about them, as you can't read. They catch up to Morag.
2: I can? Well, nearly. If I
4: remember right, you only got as far as the cat on the mat.
2: Uh Uh-uh. I got as far as the dog eating the cat on the mat.
4: Oh, well, that does
2: qualify you.
4: Adamant tosses his head.
2: Aristocrats don't have to read. We have people to do it for us.
4: Yeah, but barons aren't aristocrats. They are too. It's baronets who aren't.
1: Quinn shrugs and they ride away.
4: Morgu, you've not got much room in your saddlebag.
3: Do you want me to take that book in mine? Nope. Managing fine. Don't trust you with it anyway.
1: He kicks his horse into a trot.
3: Come on, you two. Let's get going.
1: He trots off, followed by the other two. Exterior. Woodland glade, campfire, night. Morag and Adamant are asleep and Quinn is awake. He furtively gets up and stands listening to their breathing. Adamant snorks and turns over away from Quinn. Quinn quietly tips over to Morag's tethered horse with the saddlebags next to the saddles on the floor. He slowly gets out the old book and starts to open it. Just as he starts to open the cover, A rough hand drags his shoulder away, so that his face is averted from the book.
3: What are you doing?
1: There is a whoosh and a long sibilant exhalation accompanied by purple electric sparks shooting away from the book's first page. This rush of sparks hits Morag in the face and he falls back onto the ground. Ah! Morag clutches his eyes. Adamant appears next to Quinn. He thrusts his head to peer at the book as Quinn swivels his head around from Morag to look at Adamant.
2: Etty's teeth, man! What are you doing? Is that the book?
1: As Adamant leans over and peers, another whoosh of purple sparks shoots out and hits Adamant in the face too. Adamant gives a cry which rises to become a squeaky cry as he shrinks to the size and appearance of a six-year-old. Adamant stares in horror at Morag. He then slams the book shut and throws it away from him. He rushes over to Morag and puts his hand on Morag's shoulder and looks at him by the light of the fire. Quinn recoils. Morag has become an old man.
3: Uh, Are you all right? I can't see. I can't see.
1: Morag stares around
3: wildly. It's that book. That ruddy book. Couldn't you just leave it alone? Sorry, Morgu, I... I just thought... I want my
4: mother!
1: Morag looks around.
4: Who's that? It's a child! Uh, no, it's Adamant. What? A
2: child? What will we do? I'm frightened!
1: Quinn goes over to Adamant, who is drowning in his adult clothes.
2: Don't worry, Adamant.
4: Most spells wear off the next day.
3: And if they don't?
4: We'll worry about it then.
3: Oh, great! So what do we do now?
4: Well, let's just go back to sleep, and things will have worn off in the morning.
3: Oh, wonderful! Well, can you take this blind man back to his blanket, please?
1: Quinn comes and takes his arm and leads him to his blanket.
3: Sorry,
4: Moragoo, it will be all right tomorrow.
1: Morag lies down and turns over. Huh.
4: Right. Yeah.
1: Quinn goes over to Adamant and leads him back to his bedding.
4: Sorry, Adamant.
1: He tucks Adamant in to his blanket.
4: Things will be fine in the morning.
2: <laughs> My father is going to be very mad with you.
1: I think he is. Quinn lies down too, uneasily. The silence is broken by Adamant sniffing and sobbing a little. Exterior. Woodland Glade. Morning. Quinn is having bad dreams, and then suddenly wakes. He sits up and remembers what he has done. He looks guiltily over at Adamant, who is also having bad dreams. He then looks over at Morag, only to discover, with a start, that Morag and his horse and gear are gone. He looks horrified. He sighs. Quinn goes over to Adamant and shamefacedly shakes him, gently. Adamant wakes up, remembers and looks downcast. He starts sucking his thumb.
2: Don't do that. What? Suck your thumb. Wanna pee? Well, go on then. My nurse always helps me. Well, don't look at me.
1: Adamant gets up, tries to walk towards the trees, and falls over his adult clothes.
2: I can't walk. Just hitch your trousers up. Adamant tries. They're too big. You'll have to sort them.
1: Quinn goes over to Adamant.
2: Oh, For Etty's sake, here.
1: Quinn rolls Adamant's trouser bottoms up for him and alters the belt setting. He also rolls up the long sleeves and alters the belt on the jerkin.
2: Fate Fend, I'm a nursemaid now. Well, you're a naughty boy and you shouldn't have done it, shouldn't you? What? We did the bad book. Wanna pee?
1: He stares at Quinn and gets hold of his hand, looking up truculently at him. Quinn groans and holds his head with his other hand. Exterior. Woodland track. Morning. Morag is riding his horse at a walk. He nudges
3: it on. Go on, gypsy. It's just you and me now, old friend. You'll have to get me to the convent now, because I can't get myself there. I don't trust those brats to do it. I shouldn't have trusted them in the first place.
1: The track gets smaller and gloomier as he rides on. Exterior, woodland, afternoon. Quinn is sitting gloomily on his blanket, next to the horses which are grazing. Adamant has a switch in his hand and is walking swiftly around the glade, switching every tree and log with hyperactive effort.
2: Cha! Cha! How about you? Cha! You're dead! Ha! Sir Knight, get the better of me, would ya? Cha! Oh, for E.T.'s sake, do you mind? Adamant stops walking. Mind what? Can you just shut up, please? Why? Because it's driving me crazy! You drive me crazy and and I want to go home!
4: (laughs) We have to wait here for Morrigan. He's blind. He can't see. And if he manages to get back here
2: and we've gone, he'll be stuck. Because I've got the map. That's stupid! How's he going to get back here when he can't see to get here?
4: Yeah, but just in case.
1: Adamant resumes his glade edge walking and switching.
2: I want to go home. want to go home.
1: Quinn clutches his head with both hands and groans. Exterior, open track between fields. Afternoon. Morag is on horseback,
3: walking slowly along the track. This is it, isn't it? I'm stuck like this for life. Just because that stupid Quinn couldn't be trusted. Too blind.
1: Ugh. The horse walks past a tree from where we hear bee sounds. A bee lights on the horse's neck and stings it. The horse neighs and rears up. Morag falls off and bangs his head on a stone. The horse bolts away up the road. Morag lifts his head, then it falls back. He is unconscious. Exterior, wood, afternoon. Quinn is pacing round the glade and Adamant is sitting, playing with his little sticks and quietly enacting battles with them. Adamant sighs hugely and swipes all of his little stickmen away. I'm hungry. Quinn goes on muttering to himself. Adamant looks over to Quinn.
2: Well, eat something then. Well, we've only got that wabbit that Morag caught with his knife two days ago. So? So, I don't know how to do rabbits, and I'm not supposed to play with fires.
1: Quinn gets up.
2: So, okay. Here's me being
4: nursemaid and making dins.
1: Adamant sighs, goes to his saddlebag, gets out the rabbit, and throws it to Adamant.
4: You skin the rabbit. I'll make the fire, then.
1: Adamant recoils from the dead rabbit.
2: Ugh! Yuck!
1: Later, when it is going dark and the fire is lit... Quinn is getting the bread out of the saddlebag while he sits by the fire. The rabbit is spitted and is roasting while Adamant looks eagerly on.
2: I'm still hungry. Tell that to the rabbit.
1: Exterior, track, evening. Morag is tottering down the road. He is holding his head and doesn't look well. Morag comes to a stone by the roadside which he half trips over. He sits a while on it. His head droops. He is tired. He looks around sightlessly. Morag then lowers himself to the floor, draws his cloak around himself and falls asleep. Exterior, glade, evening. Adamant is sitting, sniffing quietly to himself, as Quinn is tying up the horse's halters to a tree branch.
2: You've had your supper. What do you want now? Dunno. Want my mother. Want Bear Bear. Bear who? I wish I wasn't here. I don't like this.
1: <laughs> Quinn comes and sits down by Adamant.
4: I am sorry for this, Adamant. I didn't mean for anyone to get hurt. I mean, you always seemed like the one with everything going for you, and now now you're just... You're just... What? Well, you know.
1: Adamant looks down.
2: Yeah. Small. <laughs>
1: Quinn gets up. He gets Adamant's blankets out of Adamant's saddlebags on the horse. He comes over and lies Adamant down on it, and covers him over with the other half.
4: Do you go to sleep, Adamant? You'll get better in the morning. I'll sort it.
1: Adamant is sucking his thumb.
2: Um. <sighs>
1: Exterior. Glade. Morning. Quinn is asleep, and is suddenly awakened by Adamant. He rubs his eyes and sits up.
3: Quinn! Quinn! What?
2: What? Can I pee? I don't know. Can you? I mean, may I pee? Why do you ask me? Because I always ask mother before wandering off.
1: Quinn shrugs.
4: Yeah, whatever. I just want
1: to have a look at the map. He gets up and gets the map out of his bag, while Adam moves a little way into the trees. Quinn becomes preoccupied with the map, and Adamant returns to look over his shoulder at the map.
4: There's a priory not far from here. They will be able to direct us to the coven, and also might be able to help us with a spell on you two. Oh yes, then I will be grown up again. Get your stuff together, and put it in the saddlebags, hmm?
2: Right!
1: He rushes over to his blanket. Exterior, next to track, morning. Morag wakes up, and then groaningly realises his head hurts where he banged it when he fell. He gingerly rubs it. He looks sightlessly around, and feels on the grass all around him. Morag then gets up unsteadily. Morag draws his sword and uses it, descrying partial arcs around, in front of himself, so that he doesn't bump into anything. He walks off. He accidentally wanders from the roadside Greenswood, through an open gate into a field where he heads towards a wood on the other side of the field. Exterior, glade, morning. Quinn mounts up, starts to walk away and then looks back. Adamant is standing staring up at his huge horse.
2: Quinn, I can't get up. How do I do it?
1: Stick your foot in the stirrup like you usually do.
2: How? My wiggle wag won't go up yet.
1: Quinn sighs and dismounts, tying his reins in a knot on the pommel. He comes over to Adamant, picks him up, and emplaces him on the saddle. Adamant's legs dangle above the stirrups, so Quinn has to drastically shorten the stirrups. Adamant looks down.
2: He's a long way down. I'm frightened.
4: You'll be fine. Just remember to keep your heels down and squeeze the horse's body to control it.
2: How? My legs are not around the horse's body.
4: Quinn laughs. laughs. Sorry, Adamant. You do look a bit like a peona drum.
1: Adamant glares. <laughs> Quinn remounts and they ride off with Quinn holding Adamant's reins. Exterior Field Morning. Morag across the field is walking unsteadily. His sword arc descries itself above a lurking stone, which he then falls over. Oof Morag gets up and continues towards the wood direction. His sword arc swishes through a four-foot-high patch of nettles which sting his hands. Ah! He dances around the nettles and continues walking and swishing towards the wood. Exterior, wood, afternoon. The squires are riding in single file on the woodland track.
2: We didn't have the meal at noon. I'm starving. I've got some of that rabbit left
4: over. I'll do something with it tonight.
1: Adamant gurns unenthusiastically. He then looks up and sees a gap in the trees and a large gothic building in the distance, just above some more trees. He peers and then points.
2: Look, look, Quinn, there! Is that the piwow
1: Quinn looks up.
4: Well, it's large and it's churchy, so I suppose it is.
1: He kicks his horse into a trot while leading Adamant, and Adamant therefore trots along too. The exterior woods, afternoon. Morag is staggering and swishing through the woods. He bumps into trees sideways and falls over things which are under the arc of his swishing. There is a blue mist which keeps forming within his vicinity. When it coalesces nearby, there is the deep sighing which emerges from the wind and then sinks back into it. Every so often, Morag stops and listens. Each time, he frowns, shakes his head, and then continues as before. Exterior, glade, afternoon. Morag emerges into a glade and stops suddenly. The blue mist coalesces nearby. Who are you? What are you? The mist sighs. A cadaverous face and a voice emerges. Ah,
2: you are cold. You are lost. You are alone.
3: Yeah, so? So I will make you happy. What is your
2: name?
3: I am Morag. Then, Morag, I offer you your youth and your sight back. Don't know what you're talking about. I am young, but I am blind, though. Ah, but feel your wrinkled face
2: and your wrinkled hands. You feel tired,
3: do you not? I'm old! old and before I've had a family. Uh, it's too late now. It's all over.
2: I'll return you to your youth and your sight. If you agree that
3: after 33 years, your spirit becomes mine.
1: Morex stops.
3: Oh no, not that as well. There, there. You can have it all back. By- for 33 years. A practical lifetime boy.
1: Morag seems to consider this, as it kind of makes sense to him.
0: Thank you for listening to an episode of The Night's Erratic from The Greenlands Presents. I'd like to thank our amazing editor Chris Warren for bringing this podcast to life. If you want to know more information about the world of the Greenlands or our shop or anything else, please check out the-greenlands.com, the-greenlands.com, or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, under The Greenlands, or various variations of. I want you all to look after yourself these holidays and enjoy the new year.